Welcome to the Mostly Games Podcast, where everyday gamers discuss games, game design, gaming culture, and more. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive right in. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, straight back into it. We missed you. It's good. Feels good. <laughs> I hope you guys feel the same out there. If you don't, that's that's on that's you. That's cool. I mean, I we, feel, we can try again next week. If, I feel confident in my own whatever. That's good. I don't need the approval of strangers. That said, leave us a rating. Give us P- a like. Please. Follow us on the We're Instaface. desperate. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, took a few weeks off. I think we we had some a, yeah. a change in a locale, as it were. Yes, the studio is fresh and new, and a different room in a different house. We do indeed have a fresh studio. We don't. Yeah, we could tell them it's better. They won't know. Yeah, if you hear a highly improved sound quality, it's the studio space. Yeah, or like some extra bonus sounds, like maybe like that you didn't used to get. That might be part of it too. Yeah, this is we're giving you a three-dimensional aural experience. <laughs> it's, it's like you're here with us. If you hear somebody thumping down the hall, or a car outside, or the flushing of a toilet, you know, yes. it's all you know, it's, it's all part. It's of all meant it. to make you feel comfortable and at home. Yeah, or at least at our home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. It is good to be back. Um, yeah. I don't know you. Have you played much of anything? It seems I have. It's kind I of played a bit of a gaming drought. Yeah, and especially because I was moving. Yeah, yeah. Many, there's, there's lots that. of other shit on the plate. Yeah, but I've been playing a fair bit of, of course, Morrowind. Always That's good. Just to, to like, that. it's sort of, it's sort of like making a new home. Like you're like, you gotta feel like you're at home for a second. Like yeah, you, you do play some Morrowind traditional rituals in the new place to break it in. But I've also played. There's been a couple like really good, like the Apple Arcades really taken off. I already forgot the names of them. Dude, but yeah, are you you and Kyle are the my two sources of positive Apple Arcade like information. Legit, man. And they're the Apple TVs are starting to have like the games on there with controller support where you can do split screen and stuff. Oh. It's it's gonna get legit before you know it. Yeah, I mean all that game streaming, Google's there's stadia kind of i guess sucked ass when it launched but i mean there that is a at some point that is going to be like a legitimate and i i read thing. an article that a guy that was the best cyberpunk experience he had was playing on the yeah google i mean stadia that makes sense because you know i mean yeah if google cyberpunk <laughs> experience was a good like a a computer that was tuned to play it you know yeah and if a google's computers can't run it then nobody's can like for real but let's see what what was it? Uh, oh yeah, Slash Quest. Slash Quest. One. It's the names pretty are, sweet. Uh, You're like a a caveman and you find like a fabled talking sword. But every time, like you move around and just turn left or right for the direction of circling, like spinning with the sword. Okay, like tank controls. With a sword, kind of? Yeah, you're just like running around. But it's a phone, so it's, it's like not so a, tanky. If, if, Zelda, if Link's only sword swing was 
the charge one where you're just like spinning. Okay. You're doing that, but changing directions. Okay. I mean, yeah, and just then, using your finger, I guess, yeah. right? Okay. Well, just there's little buttons for like counterclockwise, clockwise, and then like a little joystick for moving. You have any like special moves, like a like a dash or anything? Not as far as I can tell, but it grows longer every time you kill an enemy. So you start Ooh, just okay. having this sweeping, big, silly. Okay, so that's like it's real cartoony. That and that would be like the the aspect, like a lot of those mobile games, like like those games with the balls, where you're like you just get more and more balls to break blocks with or something. Yeah. So like your sword gets longer and longer. That's like the addictive nature of it, it makes you. Well, and you know, there's little like. Put your Super sword in a phallic, slot. Obviously. Yeah, very much. Put your sword in a slot to hit a switch, and that like resets it to tiny. Which, again, pretty, pretty yeah, graphic. That does sexual sound pretty metaphor. phallic, actually. Yeah, man. Jam it in something. there, and then it goes little and soft again. Uh, and then there's also like crossing gaps. Instead of sidling along a gap, you shove your sword in a thing, and it like on a rail pulls you across. Okay. Or, so like, there, there's movement. Yeah, and movement options. It's pretty sweet. It's real silly and cute, and it's well designed. It's it seems like the level design is actually pretty good for exploring to find secrets and like you're collecting three pieces of something to open a gate. So it's little segmented. Whatever is a good. Yeah, but still like arcadey. I don't yeah. know. It actually does sound like it would be decent, man. Yeah, I would play if it on I a console. Uh, and so the fact games. that it's on a phone, it's good. And then one, it's called Populous Run. And okay. it's instead of... Is it's that like, like some communist stuff or what is that? I, it might be. It's basically, you know, those like Temple Run where you have your three tracks, like the middle, the right, or the left. Okay. Where you're just kind of running a constant runner, one of those from yeah. behind. All right. I mean, I haven't played one of those probably since like an old console or something. Like, yeah. But, you know, Bit Trip Runner from behind. It's one of those deals where okay. you're. Yeah. And then it's like, you got to do it right. Yeah. Or like the Ratchet and Clank Rail Ride. Like segments and games. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but instead of just being one runner, you're picking up other people who are standing there and you're running as a crowd. So you're controlling a whole group of people in this little back and forth dodging of. Are they all equally fit and. Yeah, they they to seem to move perfectly respond. well together. Okay. But all the obstacles are giant food. So you have like big rolling donuts and like macaroons that slam up and down like they, womps. They still kill people? They're just food? Yeah. Okay. And so you're basically your goal is to get as many of the runners to the end as you can. As you If you touch the side, they like fizzle into nothing. If they get hit by the donuts, they fizzle in like everything kills them. And, like, I imagine, I mean, I'm picturing anyone on the outskirts is going to be fizzled accidentally, like, yeah. for many reasons. Like, like you dodge a donut, but then three of your guys at the edge hit the edge. Yeah. And so then they fizzle into nothing. I know. That sounds fun, too. But, yeah, it's why, fun. Why is it on the phone? I don't know. Because I guess everyone loves good games or something? I what guess the for the same reason that, like, point-and-click games are on the computer and not the console. It's just sort of a format. Yeah, that's true, actually, or the touchscreen. But I, that uh, sword swingy one, that sounded for sure. That's That, like, that, that would, would be, be very doable on a console. It would be good really? on a Switch, for sure. Maybe once Apple Arcade gets its, uh, I don't know what their exclusivity of rights in their contract is in any given Probably game. as exclusive as they can manage. 
Yeah, they like exclusivity guess. in general, so it might be permanent. But like, uh, there's some of them that are on Steam as well as Apple Arcade. It's like computer. Yeah. And then also Apple Arcade and fuck every other console or phone. Yeah, it seems like I think there's a lot of games like that, really. Yeah, and so it, it's what I've been so, playing. So you've been, yeah, you've been managing to find some mobile gaming time then. Yeah, it's really the, the strength of the Apple the Arcade least. is that I'm busy. And you can still play some games. But I can sneak in those little one round well, of populous you know, run. Or, fair, that's a fair uh, praise of that whole system. Yeah. What what you well, been playing? Good. Man... I've I've been I finally I've been like weaning myself off of Cyberpunk and I saw that Hitman Three had come out like a couple days ago or a couple days before and I was like perfect like I don't know perfect <laughs> the perfect game to, yeah to take my mind off it and it really was it was it was a good time uh, I don't know like any of y'all listeners out there played these rebooted Hitmans or not but I mean there's no surprises if you get this third one but it's probably it's probably my favorite of the three. The second one I got burnt out on by the last level. I just can't be bothered to finish it. Uh, and the first one was cool. I did finish that, but this one is has more going on than the first game. Um, and anyone that likes Hitman probably already knows if they like Hitman or not. But uh, this newest one had actually some cooler levels than the previous ones, or it seemed like it had a more diverse... Uh, set of levels like uh, there was one in particular that I really liked where instead of you're there to kill a target you're there and they're all hunting you and they can you have like maybe 30 targets that can all identify you as the hitman no matter what you're wearing uh, and you have to just keep killing them and killing them until they call off their search on you and like I don't know there's a bunch of different ways to I haven't done it yet where I haven't been detected but you can do it I don't know. You, you could just kind of pick and choose who you want to eliminate. Pretty cool. It seems like um, a good shakeup of the Hitman formula. Yeah, it was. I mean, I can't remember if they'd already done that before, in like in like contracts or one of those games that I only played like once or something. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It was kind of cool. It was actually that probably made me think more than most of the other levels in those games. And the last level in Hitman Three, I totally dug. Uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil its location, but it's, you know, the Twitch and YouTube, and this is like coming out, you know, the game's been out for <laughs> yeah. like a month now, probably or something. I don't know. Uh, but you're on a train and you just get to like sneak through this train and you're like climbing out of the train and climbing back into the train and like sneaking, messing with the military guys, like the end game boss level strong dudes with like badass weapons. I'm like, I don't know. It's a really like satisfying conclusion level. And, and also like, a nice twist on the cliche mystery setting of we're all stuck on a train. Yeah, yeah. That you're like, the killer. That's always fun. Like, the train levels are always pretty pretty fucking fun. Like, yeah, and then you're definitely the killer. And, you know, it's a nice another twist on Hitman always almost gets killed or people think he's killed or they think he's locked up or something and he just, like, gets up and kills everybody and escapes. And, like, so I was not disappointed he did that again. And, like, <laughs> so, you know, hopefully we get more Hitman games out of this. Yeah, it seems like they're they're coming in hard with some good, solid... I feel like they've learned a lot from... Because like, they kind of invented the immersive sim thing. 
or at least one, yeah, one of the first would, to would, do it. That would probably be true. There, they would. They had a lot of elements of that type of thing. But yeah, then since they kind of have created it, because you know Deus Ex clearly, or yeah, was an they had a, on that. But they had this whole like after a past where they like I don't know they had to like sell their business, but they kept the rights, and then they came back and made more Hitman games that totally ruled and like yeah. It's a Cinderella story, man, or something. <laughs> rags to riches. Riches to rags. Riches to, to rags, riches. back to riches again. But yeah, they... Tale as old as time. It seems like, because I played the first Hitman reboot, and it was clearly they had learned from other people who had done immersive sims in the meantime. To me, what I thought most when I played it was that they learned from, because they had like an... Exp- experimental hitman i would say where they went more like an action game and less like a i guess it is sort of an immersive sim i suppose in a way Uh, this new one yeah for sure because you're like climbing and like i don't know there's a lot of verticality they call it i guess but uh what was i saying uh they just made they learned that like okay like what people like about hitman is hitman they don't care like they don't really care about Matrix time, you know. They don't really care about yeah, a lot of the fluff, uh, quick time events. I mean, of, there's still a couple of quick time events, but they're they're just at the times where you know you fucked up. Like they're there to punish you for getting caught and having to get into <laughs> open combat, hand to hand combat. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so like it went back to the roots. Yeah, which what was the name of that one that was really actiony? Mm. Was that just the Hitman one? No, that was um, and I can't believe I can't remember it. Uh, it came after Blood Money. Yeah, that's why I can't. And I played. It. I actually really liked it. It was uh, fun, man. Just wasn't very Hitman like. I should know this. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. <laughs> Where's my phone? I don't even know. I've got it. Let's look it you up. You could look it up. I don't know. That game was a, a hell of a good time too. And that game, they they took Absolution. all the they kept all, Hitman Absolution. Yeah, they kept all the good things from that game too, like the the ability to throw a screwdriver or any. Any item, like, they kept, yeah. like, the, uh, and it has, like, aim assist, like, auto snap to the head. You're like, oh, obviously, you're trying to hit him in the head with this soda can or this coconut yeah. or whatever it would be. <laughs> yeah, even if it's not going to even hurt him. You're going for yeah, that. Like you're not trying to hit him in the shoulder. That would fuck your whole plan up. You got to hit him in the head. I don't know. And that's, like, the funnest stuff. Like, that's probably my favorite part of all, all those three new hitmen's is how much stuff there is to throw. And then, like, you start finding, you're like... I got like four coconuts. I can rapid fire. <laughs> I can knock out four people without even going in the menu. That's just a hilarious, like, somebody who's been training to throw things at heads and he's like, coconuts, got him. Like, yeah, just- yeah. Or like in the first, in the first of those reboots, uh, in the very first level, you can find cans of spoiled spaghetti sauce, like here and there. And if you like go oh, through yeah. the basement, you get like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say a shitload, but, like, you get a bunch. Like, you get, like, eight of them or something, and, like, you can just start winging, you know, just, like, like, when you decide to become the the hitman and reveal yourself, you're just knocking everyone out, like, like, no, thank you. You can, I don't mind if you witness this, but you're you're not going to be a casualty, uh, non-target casualty. I don't (laughs) think so. Yeah. It's bad for my rating. Yeah, nobody, nobody gets in trouble for throwing spaghetti sauce at people. Seriously, yeah, take me to court for this shit. I dare you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've been playing, so I played that, and then um, I've just been playing a couple of 
baby games with old Ellie Belly. And then uh, last night, actually, I got super into a game. It's called A Night in the Woods, which I heard was supposed to be cool. Yeah, I've heard good things. Um, and it's definitely it's super charming. I don't really know what the... Like, there's like a sinister bent to it. I don't really know what's going to happen. But like, the main character you play as is pretty funny. And like, I'll, I don't know, there's a lot of humor in it. And it's basically like an adventure game, I guess I, you would could say. Yeah, that's... Uh, but not a lot of like item collection. It's more just walking back here and there and talking to the different characters. And Yeah, I'm grateful. A lot, story of, driven. a lot of the adventure games that are like, because they're kind of getting a resurgence. And they're catching on that the fun of the adventure games was not the which item that you found over there applies here. Like, yeah, that part the, of it is not is the it thrill. The, the spigot, the crank, right? The, the, I don't know. <laughs> this is a great time for that old coin. Is it the chewing gum? Yeah, yeah. They, it has a cool art. Also, probably the it it is funny, but like probably one of the funnier things about it. I thought or one of the one of the charming things about it is a uh, like. When you, whenever you have to go home and go to sleep, you're like, okay, you go to sleep. And the art, the art style is very cool. I actually, I'll probably show it to you later just because you probably would like it. Yeah. I've almost downloaded it lots of times. But you go to sleep and then your character wakes up or like he's not woken up yet or it's a she. She's not yet woken up. And so you're there and then it's just got this like super peaceful, like, music like playing like super night i don't know like i don't like zen music the kind of yeah. music that makes you feel like you're sleeping in the morning and the sun's coming up <laughs> and as soon as you press the button to wake up it just completely cuts out and your character is like Ugh, and like sits up and like i don't know it's uh with the art it's it's very entertaining nice that reminds me like of it, it gets me every time i was doing it i've been playing uh off and on some spirit fairer Oh yeah, yeah. You told me I should get it so I could use the fishing. Yeah, <laughs> the fishing mini game. Fishing's pretty chill, and uh, there's lots of little things. Like I thought it was totally different. I don't know what I thought it was, but it's it's an odd, it's an odd game, and it's yeah. it's probably supposed to be more heartwarming than it comes across to me. But I don't like the characters that I have picked up so far so i'm like yeah whatever yeah, i can't wait to ferret your spirit over there it's be shut of you there's it's uh all the characters have like they they're the ghosts of somebody you knew i guess so there's that like presumption of familiarity that i find off, very off-putting in real people so to have it in the video game character like turns me off rather than being like oh it's my cozy just like i talked to my people real friends. yeah like it's immediately like i don't know you dude like why are we hugging about some my shit boat. from before? Like, and then they start asking for shit. Like, hey, you know how I love to cook? Make me a kitchen. You're like, I don't. I didn't know you cooked. You're like, motherfucker, make me a kitchen. Yeah. So there's a little like the character stuff that's probably the heart and soul of the game. I don't really care about. I think it is. I think Brandon was saying it. Uh, he he really dug it. I think like if you can get yeah. into it, and it probably helps if you play it more you know because i think yeah. you keep getting more different characters and, and, I'm, and i'm only in kind of the, like i'm past finally maybe where they've, they've introduced if every build them a element. kitchen they'll be nice to you maybe yeah like i've built like a woodworking shop or something and a kitchen and a farm and a garden and i've done some like uh, i think all the types of mini games there are because there's some weird ones where you're like breaking crystals that have grown like a fungus on a dragon that lives under the sea like 
Whoa. And you're collecting these flying jellyfish that are glowing and catching lightning in bottles. Like, there's different mini-games. I uh, I was interested in it just because of the art, but then I was like, man, because it seemed like really small. Is it? It's, is it really small? It's pretty small. There's a lot of details in the art, but in terms of what you're interacting with, I think it's not too bad for like distinguishing what the fuck you're supposed to be like, doing. As long as you're in the right room, with. you're not going to do the wrong thing. Yeah, and it's it is very like one button. Like X does like everything. And so if you're at your garden plot, it's doing the garden thing. If you're by a person, you're okay. talking to the person. I can be on board with that. Yeah, so it's hard to mess up and it's segmented enough that you're never going to like the worst you'll do is go into a door when you meant to talk to someone or vice versa like it's not going to be a big deal yeah like it looked kind of like you were you had like a virtual anthill going on some of the screenshots it is like i definitely can't tell what's happening here on this screenshot but that's some more of like because you're building these different like the first lady the nicest very presumptuous She's been there for less than a day. She's like, this guest house is cool, but you should buy, build me a real house to live here. And so you've got the guest house and her house. So and she's, she wants pr- a she's probably your mom or your grandma then. Yeah, some bullshit. If it's someone you and, knew. And then, so then slowly you have like, like I've got like eight buildings stacked up vertically on the deck of my ship. So yeah, it I mean, is like nuts, a little like... ant colony. It's pretty, but because it's all like a detailed cutesy shanty town the you, fact that it's a lot of detail doesn't yeah make too much difference you can distinguish everything it's just that enough detail for that yeah because fundamentally it's a series of rectangles that, that that's you're not stacking. a problem for most people that's just a problem for some people you know being able to see it what the fuck's going on that's the thing i maybe i'm more aware of it because i know you but i also I'm annoyed when the print is too small. If the print is too small or, you know, if anything's too small, it's just like, what the hell? We got these giant TVs and right. you're still making everything small? Like, what's going on? I'm in 4K and I, now I can't read it because you've made it too minuscule and detailed. Like, bump it up. Zelda knows what's up. Yeah. Nintendo in general tends to know what's up with that. Yeah. And but I think... Their shit's always in low definition, so maybe that's just a side effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like the... The only people that need dense, small text are, like, like adventure games. Like, Disco Elysium might require... It definitely does. And, um, it, or, you know, it, it requires... to fit it all in there. But, you know, not too... Even Disco Elysium does really good about not being too small. Um, that was one of the reasons I was able to enjoy it so well. Because it was a reasonable size. It wasn't, like... It was, like, maybe 14-point font as opposed to, like, 11 or, you know, like... Yeah. A, I feel like Divinity was one yeah, that was Divinity not great. Yeah, Divinity was a little small. Or I was thinking of uh, Pillars of Eternity. That one is like some of that stuff yeah. is totally small and has like uh, stylized text sometimes. Like tiny stylized some text the, is some like of the, fonts, the worst like, shit ever. Especially now that they've done the research. Because I have this issue fundamentally that they know through research what types of fonts are good for people like with dyslexia. Easy. Oh, really? And for people with vision impairment, they know what types of background contrast colors of like background to text are most readable. They know which colors are least confusable for the colorblind. And very few people, if any, make those like default settings or standards in the industry of anything. 
it's just Amazon on the Kindle that, that you made a font mess with the options. To, Amazon's to make it homemade font, their little Bookerly whatever, okay. is the most readable for dyslexics. Wow, nice. And of course, Maybe they're not that's sharing how done it. it. But like that's, I don't know why that's not something that every television computer yeah or media, just like social a, media like why is that not a standard it should be pretty standard that to the, research and design the light text on the dark background also is a much preferable on a tv you know yeah. like that's never like maybe it would be hard to read a book like that but like on a tv that's like way no better. i always enjoyed that on the kindle app on my phone was just a black background with white text yeah or black and yellow the black and yellow is higher than black and white. Um, the highest from the last time I read about it, and I could be fucking wrong, but it was like navy background with yellow text. Yeah, like just completely opposite colors just, yeah, that are total, actual colors for your mind to distinguish yeah. as opposed to black and a color. But I understand that not being <laughs> the default menu option. It's like, yeah, everything's navy and yellow now. We've gone back into the 80s or something. Like, yeah, but I still would appreciate if there was more accommodation for just like, it's not hard to pick a different font or not have curly cues. Yeah, or if you have a lot of reading, uh, you know, then that should be important. Yeah, making it easy on the eyes should be a priority in a game that's high on Which, reading. Uh, guess what? Morrowind, black and yellow. Disco Elysium, Bam. almost always black and white, and then sometimes yellow on black uh, and then sometimes black with like a red highlight and then more yellow. Nice. They're also very, very legible. Yeah. And hilarious. I know. I'm looking forward to Disco Elysium coming to consoles. Yeah, man. I bet. Um, Is it coming to Switch? Uh, That I don't know. I think so. I think it is, but because I, I don't I don't know if you would have a better time of it on the console, but I think like, I don't know, it plays well on the PC. The switch might actually be the best way at, just cause you have the controller and the touch. Like yeah. that would be the jam. I would think that's why, where I played all my Baldur's gate, my old Baldur's gate. And yeah, I enjoyed, I had and uh, the original Baldur's gate on the, like the Android port. And yeah. Yeah. Dusted off. I think uh, we talked about that too. I think we talked about Baldur's gate. Yeah. Keisha had an old tablet and I dusted it off. And just to play Baldur's Gate. Even dustier. Yeah, and it's it works very well on a touch screen. But not on a phone, because it's so tiny again. Yeah. And that's uh I don't know. I'm trying to remember how what how I enjoyed. I think Baldur's Gate, the the remasters there there could have come with a, some more text options, honestly. Yeah. Just because we were talking about that. They they had a uh, on the Android, it was like a scalable UI. But it didn't get that much bigger, and the text size didn't really change. Yeah, like and the like the box stayed the same size, so then you could just start yeah. reading only like six words without scrolling or like. Yeah, it was something that was rough. like not that helpful. I think I, you you may be right. What it was helpful, but not that helpful. Yeah, I'm excited for like the Overcooked, where they're gonna have one and two together, and they're gonna have a lot of UI. Uh, Adjustments. Are they doing like, a overcooked bundle type situation? They are. I, I don't know if it's going to be on these uh, poor bastard consoles that we have, but on the new consoles for sure. They're doing like the 
Oh man, and, and the overclock combo, yeah. And they have scalable UI, which means I can see what's up next without being way too close to the TV. Which was so the is that the term then that would a scalable UI? Would yeah, be that means you can just games. bump it up to large. We need a scalable UI in Cyberpunk, dude. We need to get and that map. Maybe even just in regular life. Yeah. You're like, this my spice I mean, cabinet's no hard to read. Here. Scale it up. <laughs> Crank it up to 11. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so that's basically, I don't know, kind of waiting. There's just a dead zone, a dead zone of games at the beginning of every year, man. Yeah, the post. You just got to kind of wait every, through everybody it. Everybody released at Christmas, and we got to wait for like... Oh, dude, Mario 3D World's coming out pretty soon. I think oh, that's probably yeah. the next game I'll probably buy if I don't buy Hades. Uh, nah, just play my Hades. I'll, I will. I'll play over here. I don't, I don't know yet whether that's got true... Uh, true value or, or... Yeah, but just because we're not that big a fan of the... Uh, yeah, I never stick with it. I always the roguelike. Yeah, I, I don't... tend to pick a game that actually has an ending so I can... Turn my back on it for five years or so until I play yeah, it so again. I can almost get to the end and then give up, which is what I do with every story in every game. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Now yeah, I'm gonna beat true. the bad guy, and I don't need to do that. Yeah, I might take command of your switch every once in a while and give it a give it a shot. Yeah, just bring it back here to your TV, and then I'll uh, get Mario 3D World, and I'll freaking you know, it'll be tit for tat type of thing. Yeah, I really. I know we've talked about it, but I'm starting to waffle. I'm starting to cave on calling Nintendo's bluff about oh yeah Mario getting, 3D All Stars. Yeah, 3D All Stars. Because I, I know they're not bluffing. I know that. Yeah, they don't give a shit, man. Yeah, they've not bluffed about every other limited release that everyone's like, "That's not enough," and you know it. Like yeah, at the you, outset, you did it on purpose just so we'd buy it, didn't you? And they and play innocent like, yeah. every time they play innocent. They're like, "We're gonna make like five thousand Super Nintendos." Like the special new release that has all the Nintendo Dude, games. You would feel bad though, like if you buy it and then they're like, wow, it sold so well. We're going to have to make more of them or keep yeah. that window wider. And you're going to be like, God, like, should I blame myself or be proud of myself? Should I? I don't know. Well, and deep down, I feel like I should be buying one for me and then also one just to keep sealed and put it in a vault somewhere for. Yeah. In I case mean, they never do make it again. I guess that would be the way to double down. Either way, it probably would hold its value, like even if they kept printing it. Yeah, it would either hold its value or increase. Their, all their other games, more so or less. I still got my Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. It's waiting. Just biding its time like Ganon. Until some fucking freak wants to spend $300 on it. Yeah. And they will. They're out there. One day. I was that guy with the Super Nintendo in college. But that was like, you got a kit, right? You didn't spend that much money either, hopefully. I don't know. When I was, never that much. But I got real close when it came to uh, Secret of Mana. Oh, on the internet? You were having to, like, scrounge for it? Yeah. And it's it's a popular one. And it was expensive. But I couldn't justify it because I never beat it, and I only rented it. Yeah, you have like so vague memories like of it. If they're like potent memories, but they're not very many of them. It's, I was just like, that's something I've always wanted to play all the way through. 
which is fine if I'm buying Congo's Caper or Illusion of Gaia, but Secret of Mana was a, a hit. Yeah, or did you try to play any of the like the remasters they put out? Or I like- played on the phone and was so frustrated that I quit, but if it's got controller support, I should maybe re I think it. there's two ways. I think one of them was kind of shat on. It that was like a actual like remake, and then I think it's on the PlayStation Store that you can still get just like ports. Uh, but I might be wrong about that. Maybe on the PC too. I don't know. The the phones, oddly enough, have fantastic selection of ports for old RPGs. That's good. Yeah, I guess I've heard. Uh, somebody said they played Final Fantasy on there, and someone else. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that from a couple people. But. The trade-off is that they charge regular game prices. That that's the only that's the only phone game that I've spent fifteen dollars on was Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, yeah, that's pretty steep, man, for a phone. And you're yeah. like, man, I'm definitely. I even, mean, I might play this again one day, but not on this phone. Even GTA Three and like Oddworld Strangers Wrath were like seven dollars. Like they're not gouging me. Yeah, I would pay that on the console. I think I did pay that for the console for those. Yeah. So I I own San Andreas and some Baldur's Gates. Like I own some stuff on the Android, even though now I have an iPhone and there's nothing to, to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to benefit from those purchases. But Google knows I own them at some level. And so maybe one day. Hopefully. By the time you're in a retirement home. Yeah. You'll have like the Google library of. You'll just have this epic library over, you know, across like platforms spanning decades. Yeah. And you'll be like, I need help with customer service. They're going to be pissing people off. It's going to be awesome. My virtual reality tablet doesn't play Oddworld. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I was there when they invented VR. They'd be like, okay, sir. Well, I was there before Smell-O-Vision. <laughs> Sir, you're going to have to calm down. <laughs> Shit, it's been... Now we're all in for that treatment. Right. It's been half an hour. Yeah, that's good enough for me, man. Ready for a smoke I'm ready for a smoke Folks can hear Every a word. half hour of the day. Yes. We can hear a word from our new sponsor. Oh, yeah, that's exciting news. Yeah. We haven't been laying around in the break. I've been hustling, bustling. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those. True that. To get some some products you folks might be interested in. So, uh, I don't know. Cool. I guess uh, we'll be back in a minute. We'll be back. We all know that privacy is important, but you especially know how important it is. Dork VPN is a new, secure VPN especially tailored for weebs and weirdos like you. Keep your furry Fudinari fetish a secret. The world isn't ready for your erotic Final Fantasy fanfiction, and the name you gave your anime body pillow or what you do with it is your business. Keep it to yourself with Dork VPN. Go to dorkvpn.com slash mostlygames to get your first month free, and you'll receive a free picture of a Pokemon with pokey nipples. We're back. Welcome back 
to us and, and to you guys, I guess. Yeah. I figure. It's it's the Hitman. It's the stealth episode. Yeah, man. Let's do it. So, to quote our own intro, let's dive right in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I guess, like, we were just talking about, uh, I don't know, I guess we talked about a lot of stuff that we should talk about. What do we talk about first? Talk about, I don't know, Hitman, I guess. Yeah, did you ever play Hitman Go? I did play Hitman Go. Um, I thought it was derivative of some other Go franchise, though. I played Hitman Go after I played, like, Tomb Raider Go. See, that's the mistake. And it was kind of like the same game. Yeah, but the difference is that Tomb Raider has no reason to be careful about movements or detection. They didn't until they... The the reboots, man, the reboots turned it into, like, a stealth game, really. I guess they did. I didn't really play them because I didn't care. I never liked the other Tomb Raiders, so they're why pretty, would I care about I mean, a reboot? They're fun. I mean, they just jumped fully on the bandwagon when, uh, like, stealth action was, like, like um, I don't know, they were just basically trying to rip off Drake's Uncharted, sort of. Yeah, that was my concern, so that I had played them, and they were fine. And then they're like, imagine Tomb Raider, but it's Uncharted. And you're like, well... I don't care about that. That's two things I, that's I don't what care Unch- about. I think that's what Uncharted did. Like, yeah, Uncharted was copying Tomb Raider, but making it playable. And exciting. I mean, it was... Man, that, that uh, those old Tomb Raider games, I only played a... I, I never played them to completion or anything, but I would play them at my buddy's homes, and they're pretty fucking badass, man. Like, the first... I think the first two, at least, are totally cool. My only so memories... I, I, I guess I don't want... I don't want to hear too much shit talking about Tomb Raider. My only memories are really awkward platform jumping and like you gotta like line it up yeah back up somehow run, but you know that was jump. the state of the that was the state of the industry at back then whoa wasn't it that came after fucking mario 64 mario. and oh, banjo kazooie i played it on the pc and i just figured like that's what platforming was like on the pc it was just like there is a yeah <laughs> without a joystick yeah it was i mean it was t- t- pretty shit like and i was a kid so i was just getting killed like Killed by gorillas, killed by dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, the dinosaur thing also threw me off. Killed by lions. But I only ever played parts of levels at friends' houses. Yeah, like, me this too. Is stupid. Like I say, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I think it was cool. Like, it was sort of like more adult. Like Mario wasn't getting like fucking killed by dinosaurs and tigers. Like that's true. Even in the new ones, there's a dinosaur, and you like throw your hat, and he gets to run around and help you. Like, not scary. Yeah, and Mario doesn't, like, bleed or, like, I don't know, or uh, yeah. have, like, a death animation that's, like, even trying to be realistic, you know? <laughs> that's true. And and if at any point Laura Croft was like, oh, like, just get hurt. Yeah, or, like, she, she <laughs> got burned. So, yeah, wah <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, actually, that kind of... I don't know how we got on Tomb Raider again, too. Classic classic part two shenanigans here. Yeah. But, uh... Go franchise, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought Hitman Go was a very good simplification like a, of stealth like mechanics in general. Over. Of, like, keeping it so bare bones that there's just those paths, like the, the paths of guards as a stealth mechanic dating from fucking Metal Gear and shit. Yeah, yeah. And they really honed it down to just, like, the bare bones of that. Yeah, it did seem like that's why, I don't know, I played Hitman Go and I liked it. And I think I bought it. I just don't know what platform I bought it on. I think I bought it on my old phone. Yeah, I did it on the phone. 
But, uh, I don't know, that's true. That was pretty badass. But yeah, yeah we were talking, yeah, we were talking on the break that Hitman had, we weren't talking on the, we talked about Hitman and that it was one of the first to have so many of like the modern stealth mechanics or that so many games just use like, like when Tomb Raider came out, uh, or Drake's, you know, or like they were kind of ripping off Splinter Cell, but Splinter Cell had already sort of ripped off Hitman in a way. Yeah. Because Hitman had, you know, they had the crouch, the cover, they had so many of those things that are just standard fare and like almost any action game has stealth parts in it and uh, and p- pieces of it that play like a Hitman game, you know, and especially action games that aren't stealth games, they play like old bad Hitman. Yeah. Or old, for sure. <laughs> not sneaky Hitman. Or like the, say. like Metal Gear, I think is the one that like brought out the cones of vision for like detection. I have played very little Metal Gear, man. But I feel like that was like the simplest AI yeah. detection system they could come up with is like if you're in his line of sight, he knows you're there. Yeah, and, and, and then that, that was before. That was a probably the progenitor. Yeah, and then Splinter Cell brought in the like, and if he can hear you, he knows you're there. Because Splinter Cell kind of invented that. Dude, I think I think Maybe it, I think Hitman that. had that. Our thief probably might have invented thief, that. Actually. I think did the sound. They did like light and sound detection. Yeah, you probably, I think you're right. But not, I don't think they did the cones of vision. I think it was like pure line of sight in Thief. I haven't played, I still, I've never gotten past that first level in Thief, man, even though I've talked about how bad I wanted to play it. (laughs) I just, every time I want to play it, I just go play that first level until bedtime and then I go to sleep and then the next time I start over. I played Thief 1, Thief 2, Thief 3, Thief Four? I guess you call it Thief Four. four. Thief Four is like the thief that they just call Thief, like yeah, the newest the thief. That's the only one I've straight up played all the way through. That's the only one I haven't played all the way through because I it was just a console thing. Right? I played it part way on the console, and then part way on a newer console, and then part way on the computer, and then I don't and want to then, start over. I say by then again. I could I could see you not giving a shit because Thief Four is probably. I don't know. The number of shimmy through the crack to get to the new load level. Yeah, I'd be like, look, man, like, it should be an option to shimmy through the crack, but you shouldn't make me shimmy through the crack. Why is opening this particular window such an endeavor? Oh, it's a load screen. Yeah, like, Thief 3 had sections of the city, but it was like, here's the gate. Go through the gate to the other yeah, section. Yeah, it's like the only like, way. Yes, yeah, somehow the city's on lockdown, but everyone's shimmying through a crack to like yeah. travel about, or sneaking through someone else's window. There were parts of Thief Four that were cool, like when you had to sneak through buildings and stuff, like to, to like you could like sort of travel to different districts if you knew what buildings to break into. Like if after you played it long enough. Yeah. But in the early game, it's like super duper linear. You can't really tool around the city too much. Well, and. I really like Thief's stealth mechanics in general. I like also being called a taffer. I, that's a, definitely a factor in my that's enjoyment of Thief. And the blackjack. Yeah, and they got rid of that in, in uh, Thief 4. They got rid of taffer, so that's pretty big. Yeah, they tried to be more serious instead of like hitting drunk guards who were calling people taffers. 
with your blackjack and be like, boom, knocking them out. Like, uh, but what was that goblin one that was very thief-like? Friggin' um, sticks, sticks. Yeah, master of shadows, something like that. Yeah, they had a lot of the. Those actually seem pretty cool, man. I, I never, I didn't um, stick with them. I still have the second one. One is like something of shadows, and the other one's like shards of darkness or something. I uh, got. They're both pretty cool, and the second one seems actually really cool. Got to stick with it. If you're a stealth fan, you'll probably dig it hard. If you like Splinter Cell or anything like that, I only ever played the the precursor to Sticks. That was like uh, I think it was called Of Orcs and Men. Okay, I think you're the one that told me that that was a prequel, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know this yeah, guy. Yeah, because like I thought it was just weird that they came out, and he's like, oh, this character, he's got so much character, like yeah, because goblins in that world like were not. So you love sticks, don't you? Like, I don't know who sticks is, but in the of orcs and men, you were an orc who would like they were like oppressed by men, and killed and forced to and subjugated or whatever. So you were like part of this orc rebellion from well, like labor slaves. What the heck were the orcs up to? I guess that in this universe, the orcs are the ones being subjugated. Yeah, they're by a, the a, men. a peoples of the world that are uh, lesser than humans, I and guess, then yeah. So you team up as like an orc. Who's on the the vengeance path against humans, and then sticks. So you alternate between like getting aggro as the orc, and then creeping as sticks, in order to, I guess, just overcome random combat so kind challenges. Of strategic type of yeah. Stuff. Only it was real chunky and not that great. And then they made the sticks game that was way better, way less chunky. They got rid of the orcs because nobody cared about being the orc. They just wanted to be that creepy ass, fun loving goblin. The first who could talk. The first sticks, uh, or the first sticks game. The whatever. The not the first sticks game. The second sticks game. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was very much like it was like your bare bones of stealth in a way, but like done very well. I was like, okay, you've got the light. You've got your secret paths. You've got to pick locks. Maybe you've got to. I don't know. It was yeah. kind of cool, but it was like third person and very, uh, I think it came out in like full blown Gears of War era or something. Cause <laughs> it's all about like, you know, or just those games that took that, like the, just snapping to the cover nearby and yeah. shit like that. I don't know, but that's a good time too. But, uh, really, I don't know. Not much has changed. In stealth games, uh, another thing we were talking about because I don't know, like Hitman. This this newest Hitman is like the the newest stealth hotness, I would say, like that I know of anyway. And it's just basically in, entirely derivative of the all the other Hitman games in this in this modern Hitman series. And I don't know. I, I can't think of the last time there was a good stealth game that actually made me excited for stealth or like i don't know it all kind of became very samey and a lot of them merged into action games yeah or like uh like i was saying like cyberpunk like their stealth is fine but it's just totally kind of like cookie cutter from stuff like deus ex and yeah and uh and you know their ai is not particularly bright 
and they have their loops that they go on, which is very standard stealth fare. I feel like, ooh, bump the mic. I feel like Hitman's AI was like one of their strengths. Was the yeah variety of ways that you, they could detect you or not detect you based on your behaviors. Probably especially this new one too, man. Because uh, there's many times where in the past Hitman's you just get fucked if you get caught a little bit, you know, or like it's it's kind of it's very doable in these modern Hitman's and especially this newest one to like kind of blow your cover but keep your cover like disappear again, like either into like a group of people or like. If you can just find the right way out, you're good to go. Which yeah, or like the base level of like, suspicion goes up. Yeah, like in, but like you're in, back to being hidden. Yeah, in most other games, like like in Cyberpunk or like in say something like Dishonored or something like, if you're detected, you're detected. Or uh, I think uh, I think you know that uh, even like Metal Gear. I think Metal Gear is like that. I think uh, Deus Ex is definitely like that. It's like once someone spots you. It's over, and Hitman actually gives you a, a, like an out. You could be like, okay, like maybe a, like, there's a few ways out of this. Yeah, fake surrender. <laughs> That's probably the almost always the worst option if you can't get away. Like, go for it, but. But still, the fact that that's an option. Yeah, and if, if the guy's by himself, if you're not in a crowd, it totally works. You just knock his ass out, you know, dump him somewhere. Yeah. Every every guard falls for the "you caught me" lie. Yeah, they think they have power. They're like, they haha, they I caught they him and he man. knows it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, and the modern hitmans are just, they've embraced the silliness too, man. Yeah. Like, of just like, just throwing shit, you know, like I was the coconuts, anything, like anything. I was tossing uh, <laughs> the new one, and one of the, like the first level, everywhere under a palm tree that I looked, I seemed to find a coconut and a joint, like a, <laughs> it said, uh, what how was it calling it? It was like a marijuana joint. I don't know. It just said it was a joint. Yeah. And you can't throw the joint. You can't kill someone with the joint, but you can still just like throw it on the ground and people will just go and be like, what the heck is this? And, like, <laughs> I don't know. You could just use it as a distraction, like the coin. So yeah. I just thought that was funny. Well, and I like the, uh, silliness. Yeah. The, the fact that, they they have leaned into the like level as a playground thing where they're like fewer levels, less linear narrative to the assassination, and a lot more of just like fuck around, see what happens. Yeah, Just a big part of the newer ones, it seems like. Yeah, I meant to bring that up when I'm talking about uh, talking about Hitman Three. Is that each of the levels? I mean, all those games, the modern Hitman games, have like their call them level stories which are like uh you know special ways to beat the level basically a, a way where you have to go talk uh to all the right people in all the right ways or something or you have to find the find the hidden key in the attic and go somewhere at the right time and and do it but they all have like at least two or three and some of them in the new one are actually like i don't know pretty interesting there's one that's like you're like at a mansion and someone was like murdered or like committed suicide but everyone thinks it was a murder and so you have to go and like you if you become the the private investigator they hire <laughs> then you can go and like find all this evidence and then you can either blame the butler or like i still am missing a piece of evidence i, I didn't beat that one but like nice uh, i tried to and then i accidentally like i killed i killed him some other way like in the course of trying to complete that 
way of winning the level. I was just like, whoops, well, this is just too convenient. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, they, I feel like they really fine-tuned, like, all the little clockwork pieces of everything in those levels moving together. Yeah, I think that might be, I don't know why I didn't get into the uh, second newest Hitman so much because the levels seemed like they were bigger, they were more complex, they looked good, you know. And I super loved the first one just because I hadn't had a good Hitman in so long, yeah. you know. But like something about this third one, I think it must just be they've they've fine tuned it so much between all the DLC and doing all this shit. I don't know. It's probably my favorite of the three, honestly, just because it's like all those other games. Hitman Three took me like a week, maybe, of just like constantly fucking around before I finally felt I'd had enough to like play through it and beat it in a logical way, you know. Yeah. Or like each each level would took like you know a you know, maybe three solid attempts, four solid attempts before you get an ending that you're happy with. Yeah, a good you know? sense of how to even accomplish your goal. And for some reason, Hitman 2 was like the very first level I was stuck on for like three months or something where it was just like, at first I played it like every evening for a while and then I would play it once in a while. And I was just like, man, fuck this level in Miami. And it was <laughs> a great level, but somehow it just didn't get me. I don't know. And then like... I finally moved on in the next level. It was like the same thing. I don't know. I just didn't, none, none of them grabbed me, but the new, the new hitman did for whatever reason. Maybe they just figured out their, uh, the difficulty curve. Yeah. Maybe, or just like it, oh, it was kind of cool too. I remember telling you like the first level was kind of easy and then they kind of immediately by the second level had kicked it back up to like a satisfying difficulty level for like a hitman. Uh, you know, veteran, maybe. Yeah. Or just, you know, someone who'd played at least one or two Hitmans in their life. And I appreciate that. Like, you could see, like, they had their hook, and then... And then it, it is Hitman 3, you know? It's not freaking yeah. Hitman 1. If you're looking to get again. into it, start with the one that's the first one. I like... I just like the... Crowd stuff. Like, is it... Like, Splinter Cell... In whatever that marketing... Yeah, they, they teased the... They teased like they were going to do crowd stealth with... Uh, was it Conviction? They were going to do yeah. it? Yeah. Or was, it was Double Agent, I think, even. It was before Conviction. They were going to do I'm crowd stealth to, for the Double Agent, and then it disappeared and was totally different. I think I had heard that they kind of turned that... They tried to turn that into, like, Watch Dogs, ultimately. Like, yeah. Like, what happened to it or something. And the timing for, like, Assassin's Creed, I think coincides with that so a lot of the crowd stealth stuff went into assassin's creed and then a lot of their design ideas for double agent kind of became that sort of makes sense just because splinter cell it's, it's tom clancy's splinter cell like it's not yeah so maybe it's not you know if it was the born identity cell then maybe that would be more reasonable you know or like maybe they just wanted to keep it in that in that range after all. Like yeah. Just, uh, just keep it in military espionage. That's true. We don't want to piss off Tom Clancy's ghost or whatever. <laughs> Is he dead? Uh, I would have thought so, but... I'd... 
I just assumed he's alive and rich. I thought and I heard not he died working anymore, but I've I've never once even Googled Tom Clancy. But he so. probably doesn't have time. He's got too much money to know. Like until later when he's a ghost, then he'll come back and haunt somebody. We'll do some ghost when he recon. Finds out what's up. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so fitting, man. I just remember I being upset about that. That the Splinter Cell books that they made were not written by Tom Clancy. That's just a dick move. It is kind Tom of Tom Clancy's group. Splinter Cell by not Tom Clancy. Like you can't put your name on that in at least that case. By Crom Trancy. Right. <laughs> like that's just seems disrespectful to your own franchising. Yeah, that's setup. why I thought maybe he was dead, man. I thought like he actually died like after they because uh, I guess they're still they released a what is it? Um I the, the new Ghost Recon game, I think. Yeah. That was the last Tom Clancy game they released, and before that, I think it was Splinter Cell. Before, like I don't think, or or else the the Ghost Recon before that, rather. I mean, that's the only Tom Clancy property I know that's still kicking is the Ghost Recon. Yeah, because they gave up on Splinter Cell. And and I thought apparently. maybe that I thought he was dead before that, and I thought that was why there were no more. They weren't making Tom that, Clancy Ghost Warrior, be, yeah. Tom Clancy. Uh, you know, was it Rainbow Six? Was that Tom Clancy? I think so. I don't know enough about maybe. it. Maybe, yeah, we'd have to look that up. But maybe they can they could distance themselves at some point for some of these. But Ghost Recon was famous because it was Tom Clancy Ghost Recon. I think on like PS2 and stuff. It was like gnarly. How did like a simulation military style yeah. shooter? This is sort of a tangent but how did orson scott card get attached to that shadow whatever it was that metroidvania um witchy what do you not remember uh i'm thinking of advent rising but that's not a metro oh advent rising was another one (laughs) that was a good one um it's the one he wrote empire about oh oh that um shadow complex shadow complex I mean, I have no idea how. Because I know the game came first, and then he wrote Empire in the same world. But I don't know if they like reached out to him, or if he knew them, or... They probably... Or why he didn't put his name on it, because it definitely would have marketed better. If people knew it was like, from the writer of Ender's Game, these guys wrote a different story. Uh, which yeah, is the equivalent to Tom Clancy's... solid question, man. Maybe just, was that his two? He he wrote those two games and then it was just like, I don't know, maybe he was getting effed over or I th- something. I think he gave like n- like story input for the games, but then wrote separate. Okay, wrote later. He wrote Empire and the other one. The next one where they're in Africa. Uh, which the first one. I didn't ever read the second one, actually. The first one was like a fair bit of right wing like political preaching. Yeah. And then the second one, he fucking doubled down. It was hardcore arguing for why religious people are like the best at charity and why they do it so much. And like they went to Africa just to fucking flex their Christian nuts about being the most charitable people and the best kind of people out there. Maybe. I don't know. That's weird. It was weird. It was not that it's not surprising per se, but it sounds weird. I think it came out in the height of his, uh, where everyone kind of soured on him as a public figure. 
because he was saying some real Mormony shit. Yeah, and everyone was like, weird, "Oh, I forgot." Weird shit. <laughs> I was reading, I was, you know, reading speaker for the dead. Yeah, You're I like, this guy's like, pretty cool and like, philosophical. Yeah, he did that, and then he switched back and started like pumping out more stories in the Enderverse, like yeah, with, with other like, writers, co-authors. Yeah, that's always like yeah, bordering on embarrassing. Yeah, he's gone downhill, man. And he won't bring me just finished the Ender thing. Like, it's true. How hard is it to make? Bean's descendants from the other book you wrote about being like, we know you're doing it. They're the aliens that Ender's people met at the end of... They're experts in like, biotechnology. Yeah, they're, they're bioengineered geniuses 3,000 years later. Those fuckers would be a different species. That's the only way to wrap that up. So that's how he's going to wrap it up. That would just be a like, total way to do so. Just do it, man. We know you're doing it anyway. Just do it. Just get it. Get a move on. Quit getting with Aaron Johnson to write more about fucking Mazer Boring, boring ass asteroid belt war. Yeah. About a teenage with, miner. Isn't it with other humans too? Like, like yeah. they fight the buggers, but then they're just at war like in a regular. Yeah, they're bickering. It's it's like a regular Earth politics. A lesser version of Bean's timeline because it's even more boring politics about like space miners. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely am. Um, this is, I'm speaking as somebody territory. who, yeah, audiobooked one and a half of those. Yeah, or I thought they were like, up. good thing I didn't read this because I would have been, I would have had to actually sit and read this. I prefer this. This book sucks. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't suck, but it's not great. We had high hopes after the Ender saga. Yeah. And then Beans wasn't bad. I like Bean as a character. His arc was cool. A lot of the play by play. Uh, plot lines were not that exciting in but, you know if you're stories. in middle school though they're totally exciting you're like yeah oh, if man, you're like, and if you're coming off of governments and stuff like coming off a of michael crichton kick from a whatever that one is about the climate no lord <laughs> i probably was actually really yeah that's right in that that time where we were probably reading all that shit at the same time like look at me politically minded reading these political books <laughs> without having to get too political. Yeah, right? without having to learn anything or like try hard. It's prime 14-year-old territory. Just like, look at me, so smart. As long as it's fiction with the thriller <laughs> plot line. Off the rails again, I would yep. say. Definitely not talking about games or Hitman. I hope we've all or learned stealth. something about stealth mechanics yeah. from our discussion of yeah, like if you're going to be an author, Scott how to Card's homophobic remarks. <laughs> stealthily maintain <laughs> your career. Uh, you might have to contribute to some video game stories and then I don't know, do some other stuff. And then keep stuff. your head down while yeah. you continue some to not write the only write series slock. that you're known for. <laughs> while we're at it, social stealth, like yeah, it's George R. R. Martin, we're looking at you. Yeah, finish your books. We know what you're up to. It's literally all anyone cares about you for. We know what you're doing. You're hanging out in a VR, like, art demo all day or whatever you're Where doing. Or even in VR, you've got that hat on. He's like, Your no, character we need model. A, we need an update. This is not a good hat. <laughs> I should look at that. Was, that was, like, years ago. That was, like, the last thing I heard that that dude was doing. It was, like, starting a VR park or some shit. That sounds like something... With that like, nobody should be I think doing. someone else was like, I'll give you a bunch of money if you help me with this VR park. And he was like, okay. Coming as long as I don't have to write my book. Right. Looking for any distraction. I, like, I got yeah. HBO's money. Can I have your money? 
if you can keep paying me to not write this book, I can get an that would extra be ideal. <laughs> advance from my publisher to continue not writing the book. I'll keep the hype to, rolling. To tide me over. Me, keep me not writing this book. Financially. My while publisher. I continue to. <laughs> my publisher will make it work for me. That was as much as I like enjoyed it. Was it Harlan Ellison? Yeah. Uh, he like didn't write anything, even though he wrote every day. He didn't publish, he didn't publish. shit. Didn't sell any stories. Like he didn't do shit. Like a lot of his talk of like writing's just a job. You gotta just do it. Like that becomes not true if he continues to not make a job of it. Like he's just sitting there. Like his job is a like writing a consultant. Yeah, like his a, job is to grouse and write writing. rough drafts. Like that's not. That makes me not trust your word that it's you can just pump it out I like any other job. Like, I haven't read or listened to much of his. I listened to like uh, that book of short stories you recommended. Yeah, the, I have no like, mouth and yeah, I must whatever scream one had or whatever. That, like, I, yeah, that one was cool. The one where his aunt's laugh is on a laugh track. Is that, that for one. reals? Well, it, in the story it was for real. Oh, okay. But yeah, that was one where he like the character... Recognizes his aunt's distinctive laugh (laughs) in the laugh track on sitcoms and was like, she's laughing at unfunny shit. This is not cool. This is disrespectful. So he like works his way up in the movie industry and is like successful. And then he finds like the source of the laugh track and just like destroys the machine and the tapes (laughs) to free his aunt's soul from the evil machine. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's a cool story. That's yeah, I know it got weird, but I, I don't know. I like I said, I just haven't haven't really got into him the way the way that you did. Yeah, I don't. Or I just listened to the one. I didn't stick with it, you know. Probably his greatest achievement was that he did some of the audiobook for the Ender's Game. Or that was why I like. That's the only reason I knew who he was. <laughs> I didn't know he had books until you told me. I've watched through his ears. I've listened I've through listened his eyes. To his eyes. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's ready. Yeah, It's me, Harlan Ellison. <laughs> yeah, and then once you hear him, you're like, that's definitely Harlan Ellison. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> well, as long as we're totally derailed. Just completely off topic. Yeah. We could probably uh, sum it up. Yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah, we're kind of easing back in here. We're going to have to yeah. get back in the groove and, and whatnot. But we'll be back for a while, and then... You know, hopefully, you might have a random break here and there, but we should be more or less Hoping stable to be again. For somewhat a while. consistent in the breaks. Yeah, I think uh, at least a post Christmas, take a a January sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, or like I don't know. I'm just saying, like, just because, like, our shit's going to change again, like, yeah. at, at some point, and it's Maybe we'll do like a follow the school trends, do. Winter like vacation, break, summer vacation, spring summer break. Vacation. Until who knows? like, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I'm just warning. I'm like, you know, but I think I think we're back. It's my freaking half-ass way of saying we're back, people. We're back. Which is that's how we confirm that's, that's that we're how we back, do it. Hedge our bets <laughs> that we might not be all the way back all the time. We're just back in a huge way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Was, Bigger um, and better was, than ever. I could, yeah. That was or at like, least as big and as bad as ever. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah, we don't want to say better than ever in this context. Bigger and blacker than ever. We well, could probably say that. Um, 
I don't know if I am blacker. Dead of winter, there's I'm not more even like, tanner. There's more black stuff in this room than was in our last room. That's true. The other one had a lot of blue. Yeah. Some gray. It's okay. Um, we're never going to say it again, but we're bigger yeah, and blacker I, I than ever. I apologize for having made you think I, maybe I was blacker than before, audience. I meant the stuff. No, nah, pretty, yeah. Basically, have an even, even blackness level. From last, uh, from before and, and to now. Yeah. I might be wider than ever. Yeah, I can Especially say that. in this particular context and conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's really coming out. Made, yeah, my whiteness made is... Made clear. Well, yeah. all right. I reckon uh, let's do it then. Yeah. We'll talk to you all guys and gals next week. Have a, have a good week. We love you. We love you. We'll have we'll have some other topic next week. We'll we'll talk about. It's gonna be cool. And like like on Insta. I haven't posted Insta on Instagram. Growing. Like on the Twitter. I sometimes use the Twitter. I almost never use the Instagram. I like look at Instagram for just because I'm too scared to get TikTok. That's why I have Instagram. I think <laughs> basically to get that soft. The stuff that f- bleeds out from yeah, TikTok. Yeah, like the good, good stuff from to TikTok make it to will make it to Instagram. And same with like Twitter a lot of times. That makes sense. Because the 4chan leaked onto Reddit and the Reddit leaks onto the other social media. Yeah, the Reddit filters down at most, almost yeah. everywhere. I don't have... If, also, if any listeners have a better way for me to use less social media, go ahead and share with the with yeah, their audience. It's the most know, efficient like, content. Yeah, like, Filtration is there like a, device. Is there a distillery of, of like memeage out there that is really what I where I should be? I don't know. I don't want to spend hours a day, you know, On scraping anything. through scraping through the the posts and the memes. You know, just looking for that four seconds of joy. <laughs> I'm not into it. So. Follow us anyway, on Twitter. On the, anyway, get tell Twitter. Us Everyone get Twitter and subscribe to, to Instagram. How to stop using Twitter and Instagram. Tell us on or Instagram. why not to not stop or why did yeah. How to not use Instagram. Nighty night. Yeah, night night. <laughs> <laughs>